0: From the 5th Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you are listening to High School Hoops with our hosts, Steve Collins and Jake Stager. Happy Friday, Coach. Episode 217 of Coach Unplugged, and I believe of High School Hoops, we're on, we're, gosh, we're almost two months in. I think this is episode eight. Um, but before we talk about what we're going to do in in High School Hoops this this Friday, I want a big, big shout out to our... Um, I want to mention our, our sponsors for this month, um, actually through 2018, is Dr. Dish. You know, it is the shooting machine that we own, and we have two of them in our gym. Um, that's why I am willing to, to put my my reputation behind this product. It will make your life easier. Go over and check it out. It doesn't matter if you're a youth coach or a middle school coach or a high school coach. Go over and check them out. Um, mention Coach Unplugged, and you get $300 off your next purchase. Great deal. Go do it. Um, also, make sure you go over if you want to really take your coaching to the next level. Go over and check out teachups.com for coaches who want to get better. Fourteen day free trial. Help me, let me buy my wife a Christmas present. Nothing else. All right. Um, but anyway, this week we're going to talk about uh, all right. End of end of October, uh, leaves are changing. Winter's around the corner, which means basketball's around the corner. I know some people around the country have already started, but we're on on episode eight. All right. This is an exciting one, coach. I wish we could, as a podcast, I wish we could draw things up for people on this one. But, all right, what's our what's our topic
1: this week? You know, you know, we talk about this this huge light out there of plethora of basketball out there. You can literally go anywhere on the website or uh, you can go anywhere, uh, anywhere to get information on how to select baseline out bomb plays and uh, side out of bomb plays, but... The question is, how do you select and practice them in, in high school practice? I think that you know, they, they need to be executed, but how do you do it properly and how do you fit them into your, into your, uh, your daily practice? Um, I, I think the first thing that we look at as a coach, and there's two philosophies on it. Some coaches are still people that just want to get the ball in and, and, and grind, and yep. some are looking to score. I, I always think a dead ball situation is a great opportunity to score. Um, And that's just my philosophy. I don't know. Um, It's just a a great opportunity to uh, look to score an easy bucket. And uh, so that's my philosophy. The other coaches just like to get the ball in and make sure that they can continue to run their offense. Um, No, I agree. Let's
0: let's stop on that one first before we do the next
1: thing. I, I mean,
0: it seems silly to me to not try to score. Now, we can talk about philosophy. This could be a whole different episode about whether you want one uniform set on out-of-bounds plays or you want different looks or you want enough that it's really hard for the opponent to scout. I think that's a whole different thing, I think. I think this episode should be about, um, you know, how do you incorporate the out-of-bounds plays that you pick into practice, right? Is that what we're talking about?
1: Yeah, I think that's that's one thing and then just kind of how do you how do you decide how to select them? You know, right. we can talk about series and that. I talked about that play should fit your personnel. Just yep. because it looks like a great play that Duke runs or <laughs> Michigan State runs, it doesn't mean it's gonna work for your players. Again, yep. go back to the idea of what's in the best interest of your team, what fits your team. You're gonna be able to find a million different go to YouTube right now and yeah. you will find a whole series well, I'll say, out of you, I'll say you
0: 500 of them. I don't care. I got tons out of bounds plays. But to be honest with you, unless you sit and talk to somebody and you work on them and you figure out your personnel and that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, the you type in out of bounds plays on, or baseline out of bounds plays. There's, you mean nothing's, no one's reinventing the wheel with these
1: things. No. To be honest with you. <laughs> and it really doesn't take much time to create your own if you really want to. So, yes. Yes. you know, again, <laughs> uh, and so the last thing, uh, what I like about a good out-of-bounds player to me is something fits my personnel, always always has been. Uh, I like plays that are simple, allowing players to make reads to open space. Yeah, um, That's just my philosophy. Uh, I'm not looking for multiple, multiple screens and this and that. I'm really about how can we create uh, open space for isolation or our cuts. I think they're huge. And I think one thing about... Uh, out-of-bounds plays is uh, everybody's about screening but i think cutting is just as important and teaching them how to cut i'm telling you some of my best out-of-bounds plays no
0: screening it's cutting I, it's it's movement and well, cutting I, yeah
1: <laughs> on my on my notes here is one of the i stole one of your out-of-bounds plays years ago it's one been my one of my favorites it's just a tri- that triple curl cut oh that yeah. you, you run yeah. And we used to score all of it all the time because teams would overcommit, and it was just and it was so simple. And I taught that play from fifth grade on. I mean, all my kids knew how to run that play, and it was called easy in my program because it was such an easy play, but we could score off it all the time. It was right. so simple. I mean, I, I had one, I haven't run it much
0: lately, but I had one where the three guys across the free throw line. I think I ran that for 15 years and scored on it. And there was no screen. I mean, there was a fake screen. There was really no screening on it. And it's like cause it's misdirection. That's the key key is if kids don't talk, it's the miscommunication that you need. Um, so when you're thinking of picking them, look at your personnel, but it doesn't have to be screen, screen, screen. Now, if I'm coaching a 5th grade team in a in a, you know, a tournament, sure, I'm going to set a screen the screener or maybe two of them, and I'm probably going to score cuz I'll have the kid roll back to the basket and there won't be that communication. But when you, as you move up, that's when you got to um, do it. So how do you how do you work on them in practice? This is I'll tell you how I do it. I'm more intrigued how you do it in practice.
1: Well, you know, in the beginning, I think when I first started coaching, like younger middle school and stuff, I would just set aside time to practice them. And then I started to observe other coaches and how they do things. Um, I think one thing is really important as you continue to be a high school coach is go watch other coaches coach in their practices. You can really learn a lot. Right. Uh, I, I, I have moved from this idea of five on zero to um, I've done 5 and 0 where they practice them several times to really get the the basics down of it early in the season, just to understand what we're doing for a couple minutes at a time. Uh, I've done where I've done games where it's five-on-five, five, make it, take it, and they right. choose the out-of-bounds play. That's always a fun, fun one. Yep. In the middle of the week, you don't have a game for a couple days. Um, And then I really like to do, once they get the play down and once I teach it, I like to do blobs into progressions. So this idea of progressions is I don't like to go 20 minutes up and down the floor. I like to go a couple minutes, and every time a new progression starts, they got to start an out-of-bounds play. Right. It, so here's what i do that and i like that i love that i love that
0: the the progression like i do that with one trips and stuff we can talk about yeah. that in another episode but how we kind of break down practice would be a good another episode we gotta remember all these things we're saying yeah. but anyway yeah. uh, <laughs> the um the out of bounds play the one way i found it that works really well for me is again you got to teach it you got to break it down you got to talk about reads and then we do five on zero like when i'm teaching it to him i'm teaching a kid how to add i'm gonna right you know i have to teach them out of bounds plays. i have to teach them some of the nuances you know we'll throw some defense in so for a couple of days i'm spoon feeding him this out of bounds play you know here's the read here's this here's that um so, yes, everybody, I think, should do that, you know, you, and then I should, again, it depends on how kids learn. Some kids learn by doing, some kids learn by seeing. I'll pull out old ones and let them watch them. Say, so, hey, here's our out-of-bounds play, we ran in 2007, watch this. So, some of them have to do it, some of them have to read it, you know, they'll they'll have their, their playbook, some of them will have to see it. You know, we walk through the whole progression of teaching some Hey coach, I hope you're enjoying listening to High School Hoops, brought to you by the great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Go over and check them out. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Resources, videos, handouts, practice plans, mentors, a community like nothing else. It's Netflix for basketball coaches with office hours and one-on-one and my email address. So go over and check it out. Um, A special discount to the High School Hoop listeners. Type in school and you'll get 10% off on limited time so go check that out bye-bye someone something after that progression is done let's say we're three weeks in and we'll out of bounds play two or whatever we'll just call it two so then we'll be doing our stuff and someone gets fouled okay hold on nope it wasn't shooting take it out you have five and then I'll grab the ball and I'll go five four so I literally put them in the free into the out of bounds thing and they got to get to the spots. They got to, because otherwise it becomes so mechanical when you do it within practice that I want to get them used to, well, I'm not usually with these five guys. Where do I go? You know, cause they, what happens is, and I don't know if this
1: is your case, they'll learn one spot. Oh my, well, oh yeah. Even, even in college, you would not believe the amount of people that still struggle. <laughs> Kids, it's only know one spot. Right. Uh, it's, it's bad.
0: It's, it's really horrible. Bad. Like w- when Wesley played for Marquette, he had to know all five spots because he had to teach everybody else all of them sometimes. It was – you know, that's how great a player he was. But right. it's like y- you have to be able to and, – and the only way you can do that, you can throw them into the other ones and the kids will help them during that breakdown growing stage. But this is prime time now. And you might be in with John and John's a big and he's going to take that five spot from you. You have to run the, you know, you have to run the three or the two or whatever, whatever spots, however you number them. It's you have to put them
1: in those situations, and, and then if they don't thing, make it
0: in that five, we run,
1: we yeah. run. Another thing is, don't expect your kids to to study them at home either. I mean, I mean, <laughs> yes. let's be honest. You know, last year, I last year I did the whole playbook. I put it on schoolology yep. and you were able to get app that they could look it on their phone. And I I guarantee you that none of them looked at it. It was a waste of my time. Right. It, it, they're not going to get any better at it until they practice it in practice. And yep. so we, you, you talk a lot about the importance of situations. Yeah, Do, doing situations every day in practice, you get better at that. Yeah. The, the other thing I would suggest is don't be afraid to integrate other things that you're working on. So one thing that I've done in the past is, so if I want to work on my side outs, out, of balance plays, I'll go from a side out to a transition break, back and forth, working on my transition break. So fun oh,
0: Yep. It's the why again.
1: Why, so, we're doing this. Right. We're go. we're, so yeah. uh, you know, I ran two side-out-of-bounce plays last year at the college level, and with their X1, X2. So they go X1 into the transition break because right. a lot of times you make a basket. You know, you, you start out a free throw. Or you start at a half court, and it's not really game-like. So no. get the ball of no. the rim and go no. and put the other in the ball, you know. And you could do that same with. Uh, you start with the out of bounds play, you score, and then you go to your transition break. You know yep. that the whole idea we talked about last episode. The why? How can I be able to do multiple things at the same time? How can yeah. I be efficient?
0: Yes. And, and the thing and- is, I'm gonna. This is October, and some of you just started. Some of you are going to be starting. I get it, and we're all guilty of it. And there's nothing wrong with it. We're talking about this should be your this should be your end game. We all have to – there's times where we have to stop stuff and we have to break it. And there's not a why behind, no, this is how we run our offense and we're going to run it for five minutes and we're going to get it right. We've all done it. We're just talking about, like, you you need to incorporate the out-of-bounds play within a live situation. You need to incorporate – and, again, the jump ball thing, whatever. We don't need to necessarily incorporate that unless you want to run a jump ball – um, quick hitter or something that there's some possibilities there. But again, you're not going to spend 20 minutes on that, but how you incorporate these side out of bounds and baseline out of bounds into your practice has to go into your master plan for the year. Um, Cause to be honest with you, when we make the second round, we're not running the same out of bounds plays because they've already been scouted up. To, you know, we're tweaking, you know, they, we might call one and one might be our old seven, you know, kind of thing. Um, so, that's. I think that's really important moving forward. You know, thinking about that why and how you're going to develop it further.
1: Another thing is, don't, if it's not working after a certain amount of time, don't waste your time. You don't yes. have time to continue. There, yes. there, there's such a plethora of out of bounds plays. It's just if it's not working, you can add something different and. and, and it, uh, it don't try. If you think this is the most glorious play and it's not working, it's not going to work three weeks from now. It's just not going to work for your guys. And you, don't be afraid to be vulnerable and change things up if it doesn't work out. And right.
0: Just, yes. Just, yes. Yes. Be secure enough to say, nope, doesn't work. Nope. nope. We're moving on. Yes. Exactly. And, and when you coach long enough, you'll do that. But don't fight, especially base quick hitters and out of bounds plays are the same. If they don't work, throw them out pull something else out, give it, give it some time. doesn't work. Throw it out. You'll eventually, you know, eventually find something that will work for you. Trust me. It will, it will happen. But, um, and especially in your, you know, I, I, I wish I could just send you an out of bounds play. People are listening to this, Be, but I don't know your team. I don't know your personnel. I don't know this. That's where you really have to read. Um, you know, I got a big, or I got two guards that can shoot. Well, you're going to run different things, depending on if you got two bigs or you got two guys that can shoot. You might run different things trying to get them open. Um, so you have, as the coach, have to be the creative one.
1: I think the last thing I would touch on is that your players are going to really like your practices more if you can be able to integrate multiple things at yeah. one time. Yeah, You know, if you, it gets really boring doing five on zero out of balance plays the whole time or... Under the basket, practice five on five. But if I can go five on five out of bounds play to live, man, that's more game like. I appreciate. Well, make it. And if
0: nothing else, make it. Um, if nothing, make it a competitive. Two equal groups. Don't don't put your starters together. Put two starters on this group and three on this group and throw them together. First of five wins. you got to score on the out of bounds play, loser runs. Boom. That's all it takes. That's easy. I just solved the problem for you because it will be competitive. They'll want to win. You have two groups. You can split the other kids up. The other, If you have more than 10, go. And they, trust me, they will run it a lot harder.
1: <laughs> I think after the last couple of shows we've done together, I think two things that we can touch on as we get going into our seasons is when we're practice planning and what we're doing is uh, think about the why and think about how you can make things competitive. I think if you can do that on a daily basis with practice planning, I think you're going to have a, a really good practice every day. I I do, think if- I, I do too. I think if you can continue to look at, all right, am I doing, is what I'm doing. Is it really what my, what I need to be doing in practice? And it, it, do I have an edge of competitiveness in, in my practice? Because that's how you're going to get the edge of competitiveness as you go into the seasons in the regular season games as well. Right. Yep.
0: And you got to bring it. Well, we, well, we should do it. We should do one on energy too. Cause how to bring energy and communication. I talked about that at the clinic too. So we should definitely talk about that moving
1: forward. We have, we have a lot to talk about. I'm hoping we you're taking notes.
0: I took that note. So I don't know what the other stuff we said was, but we'll, we'll have to go back and listen. So, all right. all right, All right. We'll talk coach. Bye. Sounds good. Thanks. Bye. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, if you have any topics, you have anything you want us to talk about on, on, on high school hoops, let us know. We can definitely do that. Um, just send me an email at steve at teachhoops.com. We're always looking for ideas or, or you know, topics that maybe are you're thinking that we should discuss. We, we are open to, to anything at this point. Also, make sure you go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial. Um, I don't think you'll be disappointed. That's all I can say. It's, I think it's a great gig. All right. Have a great Friday and a great weekend. And like I said last weekend, go rake those leaves. Sports Social Podcast Network.